Pure, authentic conversation. That's soulfully casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Maddie Ice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual podcast hosted by Maddie Ice. That's me. And this is a Maddie Ice Media Network production, as always. A little bit of business before we get into today's episode. Check us out on Instagram if you want to connect. That is Soulfully Casual Podcast. That is the handle. On Twitter, it is at Maddie Ice Media. That's the handle. And of course, visit our website, MaddieIceMedia.com, for all the other podcasts that we support, such as Political Football and The Manual with Cleve Wayson. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I did. The weather has been a little bit on and off. I think we're finally getting to that point where it is solidified as fall, almost even winter time. And that's okay. Even though it gets dark so early and even though the weather is turning into something that makes my seasonal depression come out, it's not something I'm going to let get to me. And here we are, right? We have finally made it to Thanksgiving week. And I think one of the first episodes that I ever did this year on the return back of the show was about how the years turn into, I can't believe that it is an insert whatever milestone during the year that is applicable at the time. We do this all the time. And I mentioned how the old year turns into, or excuse me, the new year turns into the old year so quickly, mainly because our lives are so busy and we're constantly worrying about what it is that we have to do next. Anxious about everything that's on our to-do list and anxious about whatever... I don't know, milestone throughout the year that is coming up. And we generally forget to live in the present. And so I think it's most applicable at this time because every year that the holiday season comes around, we generally tend to think to ourselves, man, I can't believe that it's already Thanksgiving. I can't believe that it's already Christmas. And then we're turning over a new leaf for a new year. And that's another episode entirely. But I've spent the month of November trying to embody a theme. And on Tuesdays, I've tried to embody ways in which we can give back and specifically groups of people that we can give back to. And I've talked about caregivers. I talked about suicide survivors and also suicide victims as well in terms of prevention. But the very first episode that I talked about in November was about skipping Thanksgiving and how the Christmas season seems to continue to encroach further and further to the left, as we would say in the project management field, basically becoming more and more a part of the the whole year rather than just the month of December. And how I feel as if we are missing an opportunity to really grasp and get into the idea of Thanksgiving, basically, mainly because I think the concept of Thanksgiving, being thankful for what you have, remembering all the ways in which you should be thankful, right? And remembering and looking at all the ways in which perhaps you live with a life of privilege that doesn't have the same concerns that others do. And then focusing that attention on how we can give back to the community, different individuals, different groups of individuals that we can help. And I felt skipping Thanksgiving by celebrating Christmas so far in advance really doesn't allow us that opportunity for growth. And so now that it's Thanksgiving week, I wanted to change the tune a little bit, mainly because I think the idea of Thanksgiving and the history behind it has been something that has been a cause of concern lately, maybe a cause of controversy, very similar to Columbus Day, the history of how America was founded The history of how the first Thanksgiving came about generally tends to be found to be somewhat, not necessarily a lacking factual base, but I think the story, just like any other origin story, sometimes gets muddled as the years and the centuries go by. I mean, we find this with the Bible, and perhaps this is a hot take or a controversial take, but I've always said that the story of the New Testament is really a base of what the story actually was, mainly because if you look back at how old the gospel writers had to have been in order to write the current version that we know now, they would have been well over the age of 100. And when reading and writing were not commonplace back then, most of the stories traveled orally. And obviously, if you've ever played the telephone game, you know how easily that story gets muddled and how easily the facts get muddled. And I think that that works here with the first Thanksgiving. 
History has taught us many stories about the first Thanksgiving and mostly related to the pilgrims coming here and, of course, the meal that was shared with the Native Americans at the time. But I think there's so much that happened in the annals of history back then that it's very, very easy to sort of gloss over many of the uncomfortable moments that took place in and around the first Thanksgiving and also afterward. But we are conditioned to really believe that the history of Thanksgiving is pure and it's simple. And it's really not. It's not just a matter of two different sects of people having a meal together in peace. It really wasn't about that. If you think about the history before the pilgrims got here and the history afterward up until the formation of this country after the American Revolution, there's a lot of bloodshed. There's a lot of disease. There's a lot of slavery. And I think that those things need to be taken into account. And it's not that as if we need to reset the history, so to speak. I think that it's important to understand how the history has been taught to us a little bit differently, and it's probably taught differently depending on where you are. Like if you live in Massachusetts around Plymouth Rock, you may hear a different version of history than you might in, say, Alabama or Mississippi or something like that. But prior to the first Thanksgiving, Native Americans were here on this continent, and the explorers before the pilgrims came here, specifically around the time of Christopher Columbus, they were ravaged with disease. They were enslaved. They were killed many times because the explorers didn't truly understand what Native American culture was all about, and they thought of them as less than. And it's really where a lot of today's issues stem from, if you think about it, where slavery started, how slavery has evolved into what is today a systemic race problem that we are still battling, and it's always going to be a constant battle. And I think one of the things that people get a little bit messed up, not messed up, but I think we take too too seriously is the timeline. Yes, it's true that the pilgrims did arrive here in around 1620. Did they arrive here and have the first meal in November of 1620? Nobody really knows that. But they celebrated the harvest, for sure, with a three-day feast. And that's one thing that they had picked up from European culture and also from Native American culture as well. That's one thing that was very commonplace in old cultures was celebrating the harvest because it wasn't something that they took for granted because it wasn't necessarily a given that they were always going to have a bountiful harvest. And so the pilgrims did that. And the first Thanksgiving was attended by members of the Wampanoag tribe. That is definitely true. But I think the context as to how exactly all that came about, what exactly took place, what exactly was eaten at the meal, has been a little bit muddled in terms of factual base. The event really wasn't recognized as the first Thanksgiving until around 1830. So that's 200 years later, and obviously well after the American Revolution ended and the United States of America had been established as a country in the world. It didn't become an official holiday until 1863, so that's sometime in and around, what, the Civil War, something like that. So it took a very long time for Thanksgiving to be a part of the culture of America in terms of holidays. And if you think about how much time passed between the first Thanksgiving and when it became a national holiday, I'm sure so many of the traditions have evolved over time into what probably more mirrors what we know today. The harvest celebrations in both Europe and Native American cultures had occurred for centuries prior to this event. So I think when we talk about Thanksgiving as this big watermark moment in American history, or even just maybe world history, if you think about it, because there are other countries that celebrate a version of Thanksgiving or this particular holiday, it had been done so often beforehand. The pilgrims did not invent the celebration of the harvest, and they did not invent the celebration of a bountiful harvest, essentially. And I think that that's an important fact to realize as well. And one of the things about the pilgrims that we knew, or that we thought we knew, was that they came here for religious freedom. And I think that that part of it is probably stuck in semantics, perhaps, because they did have religious freedom where they came from, in certain areas of where they came from. And they came here looking for a new opportunity. But they were really separatists in the true word, because what they were looking to do 
was essentially try and create a business model out of their religious freedom or a theocracy, so to speak. And they came to Plymouth Rock, which had already been inhabited. They didn't come to a place that was undiscovered the way that I think we have assumed it. The Wampanoag tribe had deserted the 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 lands of Plymouth, basically because of the plagues. And I talked about this in terms of the explorers before them, all the disease that was brought here from from Europe, the Native Americans had never been exposed to it. And if you think about it in today's context of the pandemic, obviously, when we have new diseases that are brought upon colonies and sects of people that don't have the ability to fight it or have never seen it before, we obviously can see catastrophic results. And I think that was seen here. One of the big facts about first Thanksgiving that I think we generally tend to hone in on because we see it as a very monumental moment in terms of brokering peace between two different sects of people was the attendance of the Wampanoag tribe members. And one fact about this that I think has been lost or maybe not taught is that they weren't necessarily invited in a peaceful endeavor. I think the pilgrims invited them as a matter of diplomacy, mainly because I think what they were looking at was a way to conquer and a way to further what they wanted to build, which was a theocracy. Many of the first explorers that came here were looking to basically put their values and their beliefs on the people that they were overtaking. Because again, they didn't understand the significance of the Native American way. They didn't understand the significance of their cultures, why they believed what they believed, and they felt that what they believed was better. And if you think about what theocracy is. It's trying to rule based off of one specific religion. And obviously, that is not as pure as we are made to think like, hey, they weren't allowed to believe what they wanted to believe where they were from, and they were coming here to be able to do so at the peace of being in a land that was not already inhabited. But it's not necessarily true. Uh, I think lots of bloodshed and conflict happen after this event that has been glossed over over the years. And if you think about all the conflict that happened up until the Revolutionary War, how the United States was able to get the amount of land that they got for the 13 colonies, many Native American tribes were either almost wiped out or completely wiped out after this event. And so while this event has obviously spurred a great day in our current makeup, the way that it came about wasn't necessarily the best way. And we've also talked about Squanto's role in this because Squanto has had a historic significance in terms of how he helped the pilgrims. And I think while he did help the pilgrims because he was translating for them in terms of translating with other Native American tribes or his own tribe, the part of this that we don't understand or either aren't taught is the fact that Squanto himself was in prison and enslaved over in Europe. He was actually imprisoned in in Spain. And that's where he learned English. That's where he learned how to speak other languages was being enslaved. And then he came back and he met the pilgrims after being enslaved. And that's how he was able to help. So obviously, there's some tricky facts along with how Squanto's role has been taught to us. And while it was a good role in that it brought the two tribes together, how it got there wasn't necessarily the best. And of course, what do we assume, or what do we associate Thanksgiving with? We associate it with food, right? And we think about all of the cornerstone meals or the cornerstone foods of Thanksgiving, turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, all of those things. But if you look at how the pilgrims and the Wampanoag tribe celebrated the first Thanksgiving, it wasn't necessarily with those foods. Obviously, the tradition of having turkey doesn't stem from the first Thanksgiving. It has evolved in that time period between 16 1620, 1621-ish, and 1830 or 1868 when it became a first holiday. Think about how much has changed since then. And I talked about the telephone game earlier. I think that's where you see a lot of that change is obviously in the oral history of things. And of course, cultures evolve, cultures adapt as they become more and more mature. And I think that's where a lot of today's traditions have stemmed from to the point that when you go to the grocery store starting in November 1st, you see all of the same things, all the different types of stuffing, turkey that you don't see 
any time of the year, like whole turkeys, like nobody really makes a whole turkey any other time of the year between Thanksgiving and New Year's, I would say. Very, very rarely do we make it. And the tradition, I think, has evolved into what it is today. And that's the important part. But here's the thing. I don't want to focus on the fact that the history has gotten it wrong. I think that many, many times when we go back in history and we look at how things have been portrayed and how incorrectly they have been portrayed, many, many times we try to apply today's morality on the on the, on the the history of whatever it is that we are looking at. And I don't necessarily think that that is the best approach. I've talked about this when it comes to cancel culture, that we want to be progressing forward and using examples from the past to be able to learn educate and evolve. It's very, very important to do that. And many cultures have looked at the way that Thanksgiving has been portrayed, and they have decided to rebut that by saying, we're not going to celebrate Thanksgiving. And they are certainly allowed to do that. I'm not advocating for either celebrating of Thanksgiving or anything. What I'm advocating for is that the the whole point of the day, no matter what it's called, Thanksgiving, Day of Gathering, Friends Day, whatever it is that you want to call it, and also whatever it is that you want to eat and serve on that day, is really not the point of the day. The point of the day is to be around the people that you love, the people that you care about, to remember the things that you have good in this life, to be thankful, and again, to have this day be the culmination of all of the things that you have done to give back, right? This is the day of taking in terms of eating and taking for yourself by celebrating, but also remembering that not everybody gets to celebrate it quite that way. Not everybody necessarily has a warm house to go to, a family that's welcoming, a hot meal on the table. And we've talked about that all month, about the different types of people, the different uh, groups of people that don't have it as well as we do. And unfortunately, November is such a finite month. We can't celebrate November all year long. We can, however, celebrate the ideas and the concepts that I've talked about because November isn't just about giving to these groups. We can extrapolate that to the entire year. And like I said, no matter what it is that you eat, no matter what it is that you celebrate or call it, I think the idea is still very, very pure and simplistic in its in its makeup. I think that if you are recognizing the things that you're thankful for, spending time with the people that matter to you, and I talk about this every episode now, and ever since my mom passed away, I've understood this concept more. And yes, we had a very checkered past together. Obviously, as adults, we had a very tumultuous relationship. Many things were said that I think probably we wish were unsaid, and we can't get any of that time back. I talked about that in the episodes in and around when my mom passed away and how the the loss of time isn't something that we can get back. We can get back many things in this life. If we lose 20 bucks, we can earn it somewhere else. If we lose, you know, a, a toy of our of our kids, we can go buy it somewhere else. But when we lose time, we can't get that back. We can't earn that back in any way. It's gone. And we have to figure out a way to fill our lives in some other fashion. And Thanksgiving, or whatever it is that you want to call it, and no matter what the history is, I think recognizing the history and the concerns about the history is very, very important. And why is it important? It's important for us as a people, as a nation, to move forward, to understand that for us to create something new, to make a new concept, is not about taking away from somebody else. It's about coexisting with each other. And that's so much of what we are fighting today in terms of systemic racism and other things, is a lot of people who have come from a place of privilege. Like if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, the first Thanksgiving story is 100% factual and I want to believe it that way, you certainly can. But it it shouldn't be at the detriment of somebody else's Thanksgiving or somebody else's day. That's the point, is if they want to recognize the, the questionable actions that happened, right, the tricky circumstances that surrounded it, I think that it's important. And it's important for us to understand all of that as we move forward together. It's one thing that this country seems to not be able to do lately is be together, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's politics, or whether it's this cancel culture stuff that resides 
around origin stories of things that we have always believed to be pure and simple. It's okay for something to not be pure and simple. It's okay to recognize that fact. It doesn't stop you from celebrating the day the way that you want to celebrate it and with the people that you want to celebrate it. And I think that if we embody that, if we remember all the things that we're thankful for, we spend time with the people that we love, meaningful time with the people that we love, and we have some of our favorite foods if life is privileged enough to allow that for you. That's a good thing. And we can carry that energy on so much so throughout the entire year. And December, and when we focus on what, you know, what, what the topics of December are going to be, are going to very much focus on giving. And it's a little bit different. I've talked about the different types of people right, that we can give to over the Thanksgiving holiday. We can do that at Christmas as well. And Christmas is the season of giving, right? November is about giving thanks. It's about remembering what you should be thankful for. And Christmas is about giving back, truly giving back to many of the underprivileged people, not just with food, but in other ways too. And the origins of Christmas, while we don't know what they are, and they have changed so much over time with the religious aspect, the secular aspect, again, the point is very, very, very much the same. And I'm going to highlight that in December. But before we get out of this episode, take the time on Thanksgiving, this coming Thursday, or whatever day it is that you celebrate, to be with the people that you love, to truly be present with them, and remember that it may be the last. It can always be the last. And we need to remember those things, no matter what the history is, and no matter how questionable you may think that it is. Focus your energy on something else. Focus your focus your energy on positivity and evolution, and be the change that you want to see in the world. It's corny, but it's so very true. And I, for one, will be very much enjoying my day on Thursday with the people that I love, and remembering that all the things that I'm thankful for that I've gone over this year. So, Thursday's episode will be the final episode of the Thankful series, and I'm going to focus on Thanksgiving and how it has affected my life and how I celebrate Thanksgiving, the traditions of my past, the traditions of my present, and the traditions of my future. And I think that that will be a great way to put a bow or maybe the glaze, if you will, on our uh, main dish of the month of November. And I hope that you certainly have enjoyed the content here. I've received word from some people that they've really enjoyed the theme of November. It has allowed them to think about the ways that they're thankful and be able to give back a little bit. And again, while I would love to have a huge listener base, the fact that I have who I have you listening right now, it means the world to me and it's part of what I'm thankful for. And so if I've touched your life in a way that has allowed you to go forward and be more giving and be more thankful, then the series has done its job. And so on Thursday, we will put a bow on it. But until then, be safe. Try not to stress out too much. I know the holidays can be very, very stressful for a lot of people trying to get everything going and trying to make sure that everything is perfect. And you know, we can be stressed by the fact that we have family members coming over and all that. But again, remember, you don't necessarily have to like everybody in your family, but you do have to try and be respectful and do what you can to enjoy the time that you can with the people that truly enhance your life. It means a lot to them, and I know that it will mean a lot to you as your life goes on, because as we get older, we tend to look back more and more, and we tend to relish the time that we had, right? Relish the times that we didn't make the best of it, and we generally tend to have regret, and we don't want that. So hug your loved ones, but before that, uh, if you want to connect with the show, let me know what it is about Thanksgiving that you don't like, or the way in which you celebrate Thanksgiving heading into this new this, this new episode on Thursday, reach out on Instagram at Soulfully Casual Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Maddie Ice Media, and of course, the website. And if you want to reach us, go to the Contact Us page and send me a note. I'd love to be able to post your traditions. I'd love to be able to post about what everybody's thankful for this Thanksgiving. But until then, stay safe. Hug your loved ones. If you're not going to see somebody this, this year on Thanksgiving, give them a call. Send them a text. Let them know that you care. Let them know that you're thinking about them. And I know that it will mean the world to them. So take care, everybody. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Peace. 
The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the Sofully Casual podcast are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Sofully Casual podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.